0: Hi, welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And we're going to be doing something a little differently again. We have another bonus episode for you about the show Love Always, which you can stream on Paramount+. Plus. This is hashtag no promo. Um, We just wanted to watch it and talk with everyone and get more people to watch queer media so that we get more queer media.
1: And queer people talking about queer media. The Queer Ultimatum was such a fun conversation. So I think we're like just needing more. And there are are other queer shows out there. And this one's out right now. There's five episodes out right now. So it's it's actually getting released week to week. And so it's been five weeks. There's five episodes. So in five more weeks, we will watch the second half and we'll do a second episode. So this will be a two-parter. But at this point... First five episodes are out and we have a lot of thoughts.
0: (laughs) So many thoughts. Uh, So basically the premise of the show, if you haven't watched it and you're tuning in for whatever reason, or if you have, um, I need a little recap. It's a pansexual dating show. The Bachelorette is pansexual and she has men and women in the house. I don't know if anyone identifies as non-binary. It's not something that they've said. And it's another show that we didn't get pronouns for which is kind of sucks but you know uh hopefully they're learning after the conversations that we're having on social media about these things
1: the lack of pronouns and the lack of like non-binary people it bothered me Mm -hmm. and I also wonder if it like a little bit is because they're younger maybe some of them are non-binary but haven't been able to realize that yet, but I do find it like a missed opportunity that she does say she's pansexual. Like it's a pansexual bachelorette, but Mm -hmm. she says, I like both men and women instead of saying anyone. And then it's like, really, this should be called, it's called love always, but a L L (laughs) spelled, you know, so the the play on it is that it's like all people, but Mm -hmm. really this show is a little gendered. It should be called love both ways because they (laughs) are not like, they are excluding any – it's it's just so binary that they're excluding mm-hmm. anything outside of that. And that's, I think, you know, the, the bigger criticism of the show. There is a lot I like about it, but it's just, like, evident that queer people aren't in the rooms when these things get pitched. yeah.
0: And not even to be nitpicky, but Lexi – and I, I did generally like her in the show, but I, I did have, like, a little bit of a sour taste at the beginning – of watching because she doesn't even say men and women she says males and females and I was just like oh that's oh. where we're going like we're we're not even <sighs> uh, but yeah I feel like if you're going to like take the time to name the show that and like she has a conversation down the line about liking people's souls and not necessarily like their bodies like she's not attracted to like just cis men just cis women like it seems like she has like an expansive attraction and it's not Mm -hmm. in a box or anything but then you have things like no non-binary contestants and no pronouns and males and females it just I don't know so that rubbed me the wrong way I I hope they're uh, learning it definitely felt very low budget compared to a lot of the reality shows we see like have you I don't know what it was called but the one reality show that the that a bunch of influencers put on on like YouTube a few years ago
1: no I don't know what you're talking
0: no, about no it was like some like not a hype house but it was like an influencer and it was kind of like this like they were on teams and competing against each other but it wasn't like a bachelorette concept it was more of like voting someone out of the house and it really gave me that vibe of show and like budget I do- maybe <laughs>
1: I uh, no, I definitely see what you mean about like kind of low budget. Mm-hmm. I feel like it lacked. Um, and maybe this is because of the low budget. I feel like it lacked some setup. Like mm-hmm. Lexi just appeared on her screen and we're just supposed to blanketly know that she's super likable and, and <laughs> like, not to say worthy of being the, the, you know, the main mm-hmm. person, but it's like, if you're trying to have these 30 plus people or however many people, like Go for you. Um, I wanted like a package about what she's studying in school and why we should mm-hmm. think she's so great, which other shows do. And so when we came off watching the Queer Ultimatum, it was a secret that I wasn't the biggest fan of Lexi. Then mm-hmm. we come on this show, and all I know is this other blonde girl named <laughs> Lexi. I was kind of like, oh great. So I didn't like start off like loving her. I actually Mm -hmm. really liked her a lot after the first like dates, speed dates that were over. But I, we lacked in the beginning, this like setup of why we should be invested in her. We just got more like, we're going to be the coaches and we're going to start swiping. And I
0: yeah, that's I I agree
1: on the low budget.
0: Yeah. I do really like that they have the coaches there and i like that the coaches were asking her a little bit about what she's looking for and what she values and that kind of thing because i think that is a big piece missing from a lot of dating shows um are are kind of like third parties that are trying to help and not trying to like win the game um so i did like that but i i did wish that we had a little bit more background for all of them like they were all just like there and they're all like 1920s so maybe they don't have that much to say about themselves uh not much background to give but that was kind of the
1: other thing like I'm not thrilled with how young everyone is and the one Mm -hmm. thing that that the one thing that's nice about it is that alcohol is completely taken out of the equation so no one's getting drunk no one's doing things that they like don't I don't know stand by the next day or influenced by like that part of it is nice on reality tv in 2023 but mm-hmm. it is also like, okay, so this girl's a 19. So whoever she picks, she'll probably date for a little. And then like, I'm not, they're not gonna, I'm not gonna get invested in their relationship. They're not going to go <laughs> anywhere. So that's a yeah. little disappointing. Like it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Can I also just say, did you watch Tila Tequila growing up? Like shot at love with Tila Tequila?
0: No, but I think I know where you're going with this.
1: This is the same show, but the Gen Z version. Yeah. It is actually, it is so hilarious to me because I said this exact thing to my girlfriend. I was like, did somebody walk into a pitch room, show the first 10 minutes of Teela Tequila and said, we can recreate this with Gen Mm -hmm." Z because it is quite literally the same exact thing. Like all the one gender is lined up and it's like, oh, they don't know about each other. And then they bring it in and all the girls are like, why are boys here? We hate boys. And all the guys are like, oh, more chicks. It's so hot. It is almost... It's a mirror. It's like scary. Yeah. It's a mirror of the same show. It's just its just a new generation of people. And they're wearing clothes that I think look better than they did on <laughs> Some Tequila.
0: of the clothes. Some of the clothes. But
1: <laughs> Okay, some. Yeah. Yeah, some. yeah.
0: I think you sent me that clip on TikTok a while ago from Tila Tequila. Yeah. And when I saw that scene, I thought of that clip. I feel like the guys in Tila Tequila were a little weirder about it and were more like, oh, what do you mean? Like, they were, like, more, like, outraged and, I like, obviously the times were different. I don't know if they made them play that up, but it seemed, like, cringy, like, the guys, like, the reactions to each other, but not as bad as that video you sent me.
1: (laughs) No, it's definitely better than the, the, some of the connotations that happened on Tila Tequila, especially Mm -hmm. because, the way that the men and women acted towards each other on Tila Tequila, the men wanted to fuck all of the lesbians and the lesbians hated the men. Like mm-hmm. some of them were pissed at Tila for even allowing men to be in the house. Mm-hmm. I feel like on Love Always, it was more of like, a, yes, I don't agree with the fact that like the guys are kind of hitting on the women and it's not like I don't agree with a lot of that. But the women aren't like so anti-men. I think that not in at least this man hatey like, I don't know, vintage feminist, what like all like bad people think feminism Mm -hmm. is kind of way. It's more like they're cool with it. They understand that sexuality is fluid. I actually think that there's a missed opportunity in like, I'm not sure how all of the women identified. Like some of them, it seemed like were- more stricter lesbians and other ones were more fluid and yeah I mean that's what I was gonna ask
0: you about Tila Tequila were they all lesbians yes they were pretty
1: much I can't remember any of them that weren't in fact there was even a conversation where they were talking about whether or not they were gold star like it was Mm. like I'm pretty sure that they wanted on that show Tila to be the only bisexual there
0: yeah yeah which I I see like the merits of doing that and also like the downsides. I, uh, it doesn't seem like, I don't know if any of them are sh- like a hundred percent lesbian from this I show. I think like,
1: Callista was, was, but she? has dated men.
0: Okay. She I wasn't sure which ex, ones she were
1: used the pronoun he, but mm. she, I feel like she said something about lesbian. Like she's, she, I, I think she used the word lesbian. See, I could be wrong. And I mm-hmm. feel like that was missing because it, In a show where people are pansexual, that can be such a fun conversation for, like, Mm -hmm. Lexi to be having with all of the women. Like, oh, how do you identify? And yeah, I'm bummed that we didn't get more of that, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We definitely didn't get, like, a wider range of experiences or anything like that shown. And, like, I think Sienna said that she was a lesbian, but she said she's, like, Mm 90-10 lesbian. And so.
1: Girl, um, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel. and so you know that's gonna cause said. so
0: much like discourse with people and I'm just mm-hmm. here to say who fucking cares I don't care let her call herself whatever she wants but just like she's the only one I remember calling herself a lesbian out of all of them
1: it definitely yeah. could have been better explained I don't know
0: yeah yeah um what did you think of the coaches
1: I like the concept of it, but I think Mm -hmm. that they're a little too involved and a little too cringy. Mm -hmm. And like, I think there was, there was even one scene, I forget what episode it was where like, they were kind of making jokes and I could see on Lexi's face in like her internal monologue was definitely like, I am not in a place to make jokes. Like, ha ha ha. Okay. No, but help me. Like, I think, I don't know. I think it's a little forced, but I don't hate the idea of it. Yeah.
0: I like, I like the concept and I really like spicy Mari. I feel like she's very professional. Like I feel she's definitely has like a presence. Maybe he's been on TV before. Like she seems like the real deal. As soon as they brought like the dating coach guy out, I was like rolling my eyes and I was like, Oh, not this guy. Like he's like, I teach men how to pick up women. Like, and I don't think his methods have been like overtly misogynistic. Like he hasn't done or said anything creepy. Just like But, like, what has he done, period? Well, that's what else I was going to say, because I was just looking at their Instagrams, and Spicy Mari's Instagram has, like, 68,000 followers, and his has, like, 6,000, and, like, his bio is, like, dating coach for Paramount Plus, uh, love always, and hers is, like, about, like, her own business and all this stuff, and I was, like, did they just pull this random guy in to be a male coach and, like, had a
1: real coach? That absolutely sounds like what happened. What the fuck? Yeah. Do I was you like, think that's he's us. been helpful on the show? Like, I can't even think of times mm. he's been really that helpful. I mean, <laughs> I think he's tried.
0: Like, Luis was on his team, right? And he was, like, telling Luis how to go apologize to her when shit was going down after Tyler like, did a little sneak attack date. And, okay. I mean, it, like, went through one ear and out the yeah. other for Luis. But I don't know if that was... Hmm. Anthony, the coach's fault, or (laughs) if that's just Luis, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if he was, if he has the emotional maturity to like receive that kind of feedback and implement it at that age.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I do like spicy Maddie a little better just because like, while I think she adds to the cringe when it's like the group settings, I actually do think that she's giving good advice and like trying to be real with people. And that I think is why she's there but Mm I don't know overall I actually like the format of the show with like challenges and different things I I think like when I first heard of the format I was like I don't get how these shows can work because yeah there's just gonna be people fucking each other in the house because if you don't see the person that you're supposed to be dating except like once Mm -hmm. a day you're gonna forget about them which Mm -hmm. there is a little of like Shenaniganing sneaky, happening sneaky in the house. <laughs> yeah. But Lexi's in the house a lot of the time, which was mm-hmm. like kind of interesting because then I feel like I don't think the contestants were totally expecting that, especially when, like, at one point she was like, walk around, like, where the fuck is everybody? I yeah. think they were like, oh, if we don't have these scheduled things, then we're just free to run around the house. And Mm -hmm. I think it was better when they realized they shouldn't do that because Lexi's going to be around all the time. Like that makes for it to be better. She should be around all of them Mm -hmm. and not be this like separate weird thing put on this weird like pedestal, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wasn't sure if I liked the team concept at first, but it also shows like how well they can work together and how much they care about like what they look like versus helping the entire team win a challenge. And I feel like those kind of like show in the long run how good of a partner they'll be, how good based off of how good of a teammate they are. Um how sore of a loser you are,
1: how you handle (laughs) your win. Yeah, yeah,
0: Like, I do wish we saw more of like the advice that the coaches were giving to the contestants. And I wish we saw more behind the scenes stuff like they were talking about Brian sleep talking. And we kind of got like a little clip <laughs> of that. But like, I I know there's more going on behind the scenes that we're not seeing. And I wish we were but I feel like a lot of that probably does come down to like budget like they don't have the money to like have cameras in there. 24 seven. And- well,
1: that, and they only have 10 episodes and they think that the drama is going to be what makes good TV more than like, they forget mm-hmm. that people just want to see other people doing funny shit. Like, yeah, that is a very big concept of reality TV. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we love drama and are here for it, but like not just drama for the sake of drama. If there's not yeah. actual drama, put like them doing the funny stuff and like watching them write raps and stuff. I thought was so hilarious mm-hmm. because like I could totally see like a group of my friends just like getting together. And if we were posed with challenges, us doing dumb shit like this, that's funny. Mm -hmm. That's fun to watch. Yeah.
0: I also wanted to mention about Lexi you when you compared her to Lexi from the ultimatum and you were like it's just like another blonde Lexi coming in here it's funny that you said that because she's a brunette now and my girlfriend said that she thinks she would come across as like way more queer if she weren't blonde and I know like blonde isn't like inherent to the heteros or anything like you don't have to be straight to be blonde but she was like seeing her on Instagram now versus like on the show like she just gives off a more queer vibe and I think that's like my girlfriend like associating blondness with like the male like header yeah like male gaze nor like those kinds of norms and stuff and Mm -hmm. obviously there are people that like can subvert that but I think as like a white passing Latina uh she is kind of like the picture of the male gaze with the blonde hair and she looks like a little like Disney princess like so sweet and stuff and then her Instagram completely different vibe like you need to go look Interesting. at it yeah okay yeah.
1: Wait, I want to look now <laughs> oh she does look super different hmm I mean, like, not, like, you know, totally different person, but, like, yeah, right. her vibe is not the same as, like, yeah. Even and what she's wearing is mm-hmm. very different.
0: She looks, like, more, like, intimidating and, like, boss bitch. And, like, on the show, she looks, like, sweet. And, like, I, I did like that about her was her voice is, like, a little shaky. And you could tell she was, like, uncomfortable a little bit. And I kind of like that because it puts into perspective how much like acting experience people on other reality shows have or like how many times they coach them to say the same thing over and over to get the best take and it could come back to budget still but I feel like it made it seem more realistic that you could like hear her shaking in her voice a little bit and like you could see when they were nervous and that it wasn't completely polished it made it feel more real yeah I feel like and this is just me getting on my fucking, like, (laughs) hyper-analyzing soapbox, Um, but I think it doesn't really seem like Lexi's into very many of them, which in what likelihood would you be, Um, but it feels like she's more into the guys that she's into than the girls, and it feels like the girls that she's into are, like, Sienna and Jamie, but they have previously been involved and seem to still kind of be involved in some way on the show. And I don't know if it's like, not to like armchair diagnose her as having anxious attachment, but it kind of seems like she gravitates towards the people who are less like emotionally available or like more avoidant people. Cause like the girls she likes are the two girls who are into each other. And then like one of the main guys she likes Sucks and is it also into those girls? Like she's in, she's like chasing after people who aren't very available for her and like aren't there just for her. Like they're just there for whoever they leave with, and that kind of showed with like when Tyler sets up a date for her. She's like, no one's ever done this for me before, and I know she's like young and maybe hasn't had like many opportunities right. for anyone to have done that. But I mean, she's not like fifteen; like she's nineteen. I'm sure she's right. dated a little bit, but like it felt like the bar was so low that like any crumb any love bomb he was going to give her like she's going to eat it up and so I don't know it just seems like she's like gravitating towards the people who aren't necessarily there for the right reasons or who are kind of harder to get so to say
1: no, I fully agree. And after the first five episodes, I don't really like most of the contestants, especially the ones that are left. And I'm annoyed mm-hmm. at Lexi for liking the worst of them. I really think you're onto something when you say that she is drawn to the people who are more emotionally unavailable because it's definitely like, with the, some of her reasons for eliminating people are like, well, even though this happened, I think we have a connection. Mm-hmm. And that's not a reason to like, you know, say like, oh, well, then you should eliminate this person or this person. Right. Like, it is like, okay, so you're acknowledging that you're excusing their behavior out loud.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched the show FBoy Island? <laughs>
1: I would never. That's not. You know, you like- need
0: to. You need to. It is like hell. Like it would be literal hell, but it's like some of them are nice guys. Some of them are F boys. Some they find out that they're F boys pretending to be nice guys, but they still keep them. And they're like, well, oh, I really like him. Like I think he's really here for the right reasons now. And then like they'll be like, <laughs> fuck you. Actually, I'm going to take all the money. And you leave. can't watch like, that show. The, every
1: man would annoy the fuck oh, out of me. I it it watch drives it. me
0: crazy. It, uh, it's so good though. I watched two seasons of it and it, the show is just like, like I could see Lexi on F-Boy Island and I could see Tyler on F-Boy Island and he would get away with his shit. And it's just like, why does mask Jojo Siwa? <laughs> why? <laughs> he looks like Jojo Siwa. <laughs>
1: He does look like children. <laughs> Honestly, he sucks so much. And the their so like much. drama is really annoying to me because number one, I feel like it the the things that are happening are kind of harmful to the queer narrative because like these are kids at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and comp hat is a thing at the end of the day. And these like boys are hitting on the girls and the girls are actually entertaining the boys. And I think a lot of that is compact. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, they're young, whatever, but like I, they are young. And like, I don't like the narrative of these are queer women and the men think they're accessible to me still. Mm-hmm. Like that is bothersome and worrisome to me. And that's like my main thing with Tyler is like I don't think he's ever been told. No, I don't think he likes being told. No, I don't think mm-hmm. he doesn't realize that like him hitting on queer women is like, not only just like, it's not like a, it's not the same as you hitting on a straight girl. Like that's not like a thing in his head. I don't know. I think Sienna entertaining him is also annoying, but like, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't blame her as much, obviously, as I blame Tyler.
0: Right. And I guess they both have their own truth, right? They have their own perspectives of how things have happened. But I feel like as the audience, we would be able to be more objective or, like, look at each person's experiences better if we had more uh, documentation of it.
1: Yeah, I so in the last episode when there was the preview for Next Time... Um, it kind of shows like Sienna is upset with Tyler, which is why I think like, I think what happened is that Sienna didn't hate him as just like Mm -hmm. a person. And maybe she did feel like a connection in like a friendship way. And he can't, he doesn't know how to have friendships with girls. Mm -hmm. So he's flirting and she's just thinking, we're just like playing. We're dudes like who are messing with each other. And it's not Mm -hmm. like they're not, they're having that miscommunication. And then I think at some point, he crosses a line or he says something that he doesn't realize is problematic because Sienna's either in a confessional or saying something to Lexi where she's like, I told him like, dude, I don't want you to get canceled. So like, I'm not going to say anything. Mm. You got to stop this. And that's what I think. Like, honestly, I think he's like a little boy making little boy mistakes on camera. I don't think he's like, Fundamentally a bad person, which is why mm-hmm. it kind of sucks that these things are gonna be on camera because it's gonna mm-hmm. like be there. But I think that anything that he did that made Stan uncomfortable, we're, if there's if it's in the preview, we're gonna know something, and I don't think it's gonna make him look good. I'm not like, like should he get canceled for that? No, he's lacking education, he's a white man. Yeah. So I just like, I don't, but I kind of think this, I think this is why I'm kind of like on Sienna's side is like, I do think she's crossed the line here and there, but mm-hmm. I think if he wasn't crossing the line, then she wouldn't have, it would have just yeah. been like a playful, fun thing. So I, I don't know. I like, I think that I'm on Sienna's side. Cause I think he doesn't like know when enough's enough is, mm-hmm. basically, is basically what it is. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of, uh, trends with him and he is like a 19 20 year old boy and not not saying like he's not old enough to know better but I'm hoping like this is a big learning experience for him because it does seem like he and obviously just putting it out there this is all opinion it's not fact but he has been like pretty like manipulative like he didn't get to go on the Mm -hmm. first group date and he immediately like sprung a date on her which I didn't even know Was necessarily like allowed even
1: let him do that
0: yeah and he like sprung a date and then after she had kissed one of the other guys later on he like went and made out with her which felt gross and he just like has no emotional maturity and he doesn't really take any of the challenges seriously he just like goofs off the whole time and Mm -hmm. then he'll still like stay in the game like I wish she was getting to see a little bit more of what was going on in the house too so she could yeah. like form her opinions around that because like he just like goofs off and detracts other people from working on their shit like with the singer-songwriter competition and he basically admitted to Sienna that he did the picnic thing that he set up for Lexi so that he didn't get kicked off and then was still flirting with her and he keeps like admitting and saying these things and I yeah why? Like, and I don't think that she is just keeping him on for the drama because if that were the case I think she would have kept Luis on for longer than she did and I was like it seemed very genuine that she got rid of him when she did she could have kept him for a couple more. there was that one
1: scene with her and Tyler in the bathroom where she's like I know this is hard for you I really like you it gave me very like when Caitlin Bristow on The Bachelorette snuck off to tell Sean that she was picking him and he just needed to stick it through till the end like that is the same kind of energy it gave me and And I like, don't think that she is like, this is what I think is going to happen. I think she's eventually going to realize how much he sucks, and then she's going to be devastated because she does actually like him because she doesn't realize how much he sucks yet.
0: Yeah, and she's letting him stick around after all of these, like, red flags have been shown, so she's Mm -hmm. just getting more and more attached. It's, like, literally, like, a metaphor for, like, every toxic (laughs) relationship, Uh, and it's, like, let me pick someone emotionally unavailable uh, who's showing me, like, red flags and just, like, hope that, you know, maybe it'll – end up okay in the end like that's I've definitely been there Lexi we're not judging you but uh, why um but yeah I was shook though with the whole Jamie and Sienna dynamic and especially when Sienna like covered that camera I was like she's not right now that's crazy and when she went into the bathroom and Lexi was there I was just like this is the reality
1: tv I need to see (laughs)
0: yeah messy so messy that
1: was fun drama though like yeah that's why if it was just like a house of like queer women I think it would be more fun but Mm I don't know let them all date each other also do you think that like they knew that those girls had dated or do you think that was just messy casting
0: see I don't know if it's messy casting and you know I had my conspiracy theories for the ultimatum but I have a conspiracy theory that they're just like actors and maybe have like the same talent agent and they were like let's go on and pretend like we've dated and that's gonna be our storyline so we get more attention or like did they actually date and they like broke up to go on the show like what is the real (laughs) story here um because we're missing something and i wish we knew a little bit more about their background because it seems convenient to me that we're not getting the full story here we're just like oh they dated for eight months but then mm-hmm. uh jamie lied about going to school with sienna and it's just like why didn't they come up with like a storyline ahead of time I don't, I don't know it just seems like they it, it seems a little too convenient to me but as we've established i'm very suspicious and paranoid so they probably did yeah just i think it was just messy casting months. on my
1: head but yeah. i like yeah. i like hearing your theories <laughs> it's a fun yeah. ride
0: to go on <laughs> It is. And like, maybe someday I'll be right, but (laughs) not yet. Um, I, thought their whole like dynamic was so messy. And I really wish I knew why Jamie like said no to dating Sienna. Like what's what's the T behind that? And when Sienna read that poem to Lexi, my girlfriend was so uncomfortable because she hates shit like that. Like she hates when anyone reads poetry to each other or like plays guitar for someone or like a song that they wrote. Like it just makes her uncomfortable. And that's from like past experiences of hers. But she just has extreme secondhand embarrassment from that. And when when that happened. She was like, "How many times did she read that same poem for how many different girls?" <laughs> because it wasn't a very personal poem. So, like, what if she just like has it in her notes app and she's like, "This is about you."
1: It was a little weird. Like, uh, I guess that like they're in a house, they have limited resources, they're trying to do something special. All they can really do mm-hmm. is like rearrange the furniture a little and try and like make it look like they set up something. So, I guess like if all they have are like some cell phones to make some, you know, write things down, I guess like that's fine. But I'm not, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been like blown away by that poem the way that Lexi was. Like she was like, you're everything. And I was like, yeah. where, where is she everything?
0: Well, we already know her bar is very low. Like we know that and she not And how much of that high... comes from
1: her just literally being 19 years old.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think she's had much experience and, going off of the type of people she's pursuing on the show, she's probably not pursuing people that are pursuing her very much in real life. Like, she's on mm. a show where all these people are supposed to be dating her and pursuing her, and they're not even all doing that. So, like, what kind of fuckboys are she, is she going after in the real world that really aren't giving her the time of day? <laughs> You know, like, if just I was like
1: the lead on a show like this, I would literally be sending home anybody that doesn't seem into me. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you're you didn't even look at me people, today. Go
0: home. <laughs> Goodbye. You didn't even you didn't, uh, glance back at me as you walked away today. You're done. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing I had to say about Jamie and Sienna, I feel like if I were in that scenario and I were that person, like my ex being there would just ruin that for me. Like it would be so much less fun and like the drama and everything is making it fun for like the third parties like for the viewers to watch and for the people around them probably but being in that scenario would suck but have you ever watched the show x on the beach
1: yes i fucking love x on the beach
0: okay imagine there's like there's a queer all... one there's a queer season okay but what about like an all sapphic sex on the beach because that one would be amazing especially if it was like they had all like dated each other it could be so messy and watching them their dynamic i was like oh, we need that show
1: okay so on the one season is actually x on the peak and they go to okay. like somewhere cold i bought that one the season that it is there are a couple straight people but like there's several gay people period and mm-hmm. adore delano who i don't know if adore might be non-binary i don't really know how adore mm-hmm. delano defines but she's a drag queen from drag race and then mm-hmm. went on this show and like actual like as a boy like his exes came on the show but there was um did you watch do you ever do you know who Nicole from the real world is she was like the Mm. most (laughs) no like fucking Staten Island lesbian ever and she gave us on that season the exact kind of sapphic drama that you want Mm -hmm. highly recommend that season is incredible queer tv honestly
0: was she on the challenge too yes yes okay I, I do know who that is i think i saw some of that season if not all of it yeah she's okay. entertaining well, this but is, that's a
1: good that's a good thing like a good it's my pitch
0: off. it's my pitch for an all-southic ex on the beach though like even if oh, you need to up. like steal their idea i want to see it
1: Aside from Tyler, though, I found most of the guys kind of unnotable. I do Mm -hmm. like the guy who has like the lesbian moms and kind of like a hard childhood. I I like him the most.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was all I had to say about him.
1: him. Yeah, but I I think that we don't see anything of him because they want to spend all the TV time on the drama and he's not causing any.
0: That's true. (laughs) And then about Cyprian, the French guy. One, he's like a French immigrant with a black son. I hate it. I hate it so much. And then he's like, it just pisses me off. Stop doing that, Cyprian. I know you're listening to this. And then (laughs) when they were like having their date and they were like licking cream off of each other, I was like, ugh. I shouldn't have to watch this right now. This is literally homophobic that I have to watch. <laughs> watch them like, cream <laughs> on of each other. And then I have a little bit about Josh too. Out of all the guys I was rooting for him the most at first. But how I, I don't think so as much. But I do think he's very similar to Lexi. Like... I don't know if you caught it but they were like talking about how similar they are and like how they yeah. kind of have grown up in the same places and then they panned over and they both had blue bottoms on the bottom of their shoes and I was like what the fuck they're soulmates
1: like that's funny everyone just pack it <laughs> up soulmates get it. Soulmates,
0: yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> but like obviously I'd like her to end up with a woman just because I'm selfish and that's what I want to see yeah, uh but she's
1: not going to yeah just uh, like, I, like, I don't know that for a fact but like I can tell you that's where this is going
0: it seems like she's most interested in Sienna out of all of the girls and I could see Sienna and Jamie leaving together <laughs> uh oh, yeah so my girlfriend when we were watching she was kind of like paraphrasing something Tyler had said and she was like Tyler's like I put an effort and now I have to like keep putting an effort and I don't know if I want to do that and it's like and he was, like, talking about how he doesn't usually have to, like, put in this much work, which I thought was, like, interesting from, like, a queer perspective, because it doesn't seem like a lot of the girls are putting in very much work, and I know, like, that's, like, a common debate we have in the queer community of, like, men put in all the effort, so we don't know how to put in the effort, so when we're with other women, we don't know how to put in the effort, and it just kind of proves that... And, I don't know maybe he's just like going for girls that he doesn't have to put much work into to begin with, but I feel like a lot of a few different guys actually said that. So, how many guys are actually putting in less work than we think, but maybe it just like is a little bit more straightforward with men and women versus queer women? Like, maybe we're like overthinking it a little bit more, or like because a lot of like cishet guys don't have just like platonic female friends. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, that must be yeah. what he wants. You know, like where, where, what is that all about? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think that there's two contrasting narratives that happen in the straight world mm-hmm. that I don't know how they simultaneously like exist or like everybody tells men you're going to have to chase women and you have to chase them down and you know, like this like predatory thing almost, where it's like you have to hunt down a good one, yeah, which like that is a very enforced narrative. But then mm-hmm. on the other side, for women, it's like you have to compete against each other for a man. but we're also mm-hmm. like, but aren't they supposed to be chasing me? but I have to compete with these women for this guy to chase me? I'm not supposed to chase him, but I'm supposed to like, make myself more desirable than other women, I guess. So that mm-hmm. he does want to chase me. Like, I don't feel like those narratives like go mm-hmm. together, but those are, those are absolutely narratives that are reinforced all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like what the guys are more saying is that normally when I, you know, go after hit when I hit on a girl, she then is not dating all these other people. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's more of like an ego jealousy thing. And, and so they're like, why do I have to, I have to keep putting in effort because I have to keep reminding her I'm here because there's other yeah. people. And when I date one person, like, who's only dating one person, I don't have to yeah. do that. Which I guess it reinforces both narratives. Like, he is like, I don't want to keep chasing you if these, these other guys are chasing you. But then it's also like, well, I don't want to not win because, like, my mm-hmm. ego. I don't know. It's all a lot of, honestly, straight narratives on a queer Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, and what
0: you just said made me think a little bit more about the girls on the show because they are, like, aside from Sienna, I wouldn't say any of them are actively pursuing Lexi. Like, they all kind of seem like they're just, like, making themselves available and waiting for Lexi to kind of, like, Jasmine, she's a very pretty girl. She seems nice. She seems down to earth. I don't have any notes about her. I didn't Mm -hmm. have one thing to say about her.
1: She She's didn't not do doing anything. much. jamie's not doing much either except for being jamie's, involved in drama like i haven't even yeah. seen talked to lexi i feel like
0: yeah if jamie okay i was gonna say their photo shoot was hot like they were doing the thing there i they had like a little chemistry there i feel like but yeah other than her dynamic with both Sienna and tyler it's like she's not even there and i felt like even some of the girls who went home a little sooner it felt like that too it just i don't know
1: well I thought it was interesting when Cammy admitted that like when she first saw Lexi she was kind of like, well this isn't my typical type, so like we'll see how this goes but I'm not like crazy into her. And that mm-hmm. that's like why I'm like, yeah, if I'm gay and I go on a show and the ho- the, the the main person is gay, but I'm mm-hmm. also in a house with a bunch of gay people, the chances that the host is going to or the, I keep saying the host. The chances yes. that the main person is going to be the one that I want is probably like 15% likely. Mm -hmm. Like it's that's not like good odds. I thought it was good that she like admitted that, but I didn't, I could see that there wasn't really like a full spark there, which I think you're right. Like, I do think that Lexi is more into the men than the women. There's not tons of spark with the girls and there's like I don't know. The stuff with Cammie was kind of disappointing because I liked her kind of until the episode that she was going home and then she Mm -hmm. annoyed me. Which, listen, I'm respectful of people's triggers. If it's something you don't want to do, don't do it. But Mm -hmm. why in the motherfuck would you go on a television show knowing you have an anxiety about performing?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, it kind of felt
0: like she had already resigned herself to not getting picked right like at the beginning she was like I don't really want to be with her and she kind of shot her shot with Josh right that's who she shot her shot with about cuddling tried to ask him to
1: cuddle or whatever yeah so
0: she already like self-sabotaged and then kind of was just like friends and just wanted to be there and even like when she almost got kicked off she like kind of stepped up her game a little bit Like she was like oh your eyes are so beautiful but like It just it didn't feel like there was much there between them at all, and then it felt like at that point she was like, "I'm not gonna like put myself out there, be vulnerable, embarrass myself. Like I'm not even that interested in this girl. Like I am gonna save myself that embarrassment because I already think I'm gonna get rejected. So I'm just not even gonna do it." Like it felt like that to me. Like I and I don't know if that was because I I could have seen myself maybe not to that extent, but being a little bit in that mindset at her age and. maybe experience level, like, I feel like I would have been, like, nervous to do that part of it, and, like, if I felt like I already wasn't gonna get chosen, like, why bother? I like to think that I would have put in more effort and not been such a Debbie Downer about it, but I don't know. I can kind of see maybe where she was coming from with that. Yeah.
1: No, I feel that. Um, how do you feel about Callista?
0: so I think she is this show's Vanessa from the ultimatum in my eyes like I think she is a very good person for reality tv she's the one I could see having like a long-term reality tv career and like going on and doing other Mm. shows she's the only one I could see actually like being on other shows like she has like the presence she's like funny silly out there whatever I don't know if she seemed that into Lexi and she does seem like she's hamming it up for the camera a lot to me, but I I think it's fun and a little bit annoying, but I think that's what makes a good reality TV character. And she's not afraid to like call people out, which sucks to be around, but is fun to watch. So I think I could see her continuing to do this down the
1: line. Okay, first of all, don't you slander this beautiful girl's name by comparing her to Vanessa? Absolutely <laughs> not. I listen, I agree with some of what you said, but in no way is she the Vanessa. I she's not big enough and she didn't cause, she wasn't the drama star. If anything, Tyler's the Vanessa. Like she that- started a little bit
0: of drama and it was all with Ryland for some reason, which I wonder why. Like, do you think she felt like
1: I don't even want to say threatened by her, but like, no, it- I'll tell you, I honestly, Callisto number one is my favorite was, was because she went home was my favorite yeah. person on the show. She's wow. my favorite kind of reality TV casting. Yeah. I literally don't care if she hands it up <laughs> for the show, because if you're just being a more exaggerated version of yourself, mm-hmm. count me the fuck in. She's yes. interesting. She's funny. And I didn't get why people didn't like her, especially the way that they edited it. Like Mm -hmm. she was going on and saying some actual really intelligent and thoughtful things about the fast fashion industry. And Mm -hmm. that's when they showed people like getting bored and walking up and I was like, I know this is edited to make it look like she's going on and on and on, but what she's saying is so important. And y'all look like fucking assholes for not listening during a conversation where she's literally like the fast fashion industry is ruining things. So all I do is thrift and her outfits low key on the show. I love them. Like I thought Mm -hmm. her game was fire as far as like the fact that she said that she doesn't purchase things new. She only like thrift secondhand. She Mm -hmm. put together some Really cool outfits. And like, mm-hmm. I would follow her just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that she was scary to all these sensitive little kitties. And <laughs> that's why they didn't like her. The Ryland thing, this is what I think happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All these kids, aside from pretty much like Callista, maybe a couple others, like they're all supposed to be going after Lexi and they're all kissing and running off and doing these mm-hmm. like sneaky ass things with each other. And I, kind of think Rylan was doing that as well, although I kind of forget like who she was involved in drama with. But Calissa was going hard because she is watching all these people act like fools and her point was none of y'all are ready for a relationship. You are not ready to make the one person your main yeah. person. You are not ready to be focused on one individual and like be able to compromise with them and mm-hmm. work for them. Is she intense? Totally, I'd love to know how much Scorpio is in her chart because she is absolutely so intense, and I can tell that she like is somebody who puts her claws into people, and it's just like, no, you will never break up with me. But like, she also is mature in the fact that she's like, none of you are ready for an actual relationship. Is her approach intimidating Mm -hmm. and aggressive? Sure, but I'm from Philadelphia, and I love those kind of women. So (laughs) count me the fucking. I'm obsessed with her.
0: Okay, I think also a big. If she was hurt with her and like her hamming it up was well, she was kind of hamming up the airhead shtick. Um and not necessarily like in a fun way that we like knew she was being tongue in cheek about it, but like in kind of like an obnoxious, like not transgressing heteronormative ideals or whatever of like women and their intelligence, intelligent because obviously she is intelligent like the some of the things she said and the way she viewed things but it's like she knows the game but I don't think she necessarily played it the perfect way in this scenario and also speaking of the Scorpio placement mm-hmm. thing I did take notes on a few of their zodiac signs because I like to do my hunting. I couldn't find everyone, um, but she's a Libra. This is why you like her. You're like, that's why I like she's her. Me. That's why I like her. <laughs> no no other information needed. That's yeah, why I, I like think her. I'm like 90% sure she's a Libra. I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I found when I was digging. Yeah.
1: No, she is smarter than she lets off. And I do think that that's a Libra trait. Is- <laughs> That's true. I do that sometimes. <laughs> yes. No, that's true. Make that them is honestly. You. That's like a protective thing, and like I don't know, I, it's a defense mechanism in a way. Mm-hmm. I do think that, like, uh, like I understand that maybe some of what she does and acts and like her hyper femininity maybe comes from like what she's learned in compet. But I kind of appreciate that she keeps the same energy and just turned it into, like, her sapphicness. Like, I like that Mm -hmm. she's still hyper femme. I like Mm -hmm. that she seems like a crazy ex-girlfriend, but just sapphic. Like, I don't know. I want more of her. I was really upset (laughs) when she left.
0: I think we'll get more of her somewhere else. I don't think she's done with the reality TV world at all. She reminds me, I know you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but she reminds me of Lala from Vanderpump Rules. She's like that. Um, So, I, yeah. Um, And then I- had one last thought when I was thinking about like different types of queer reality TV shows and I think it's interesting that we and obviously we don't have very many like pansexual or bisexual dating shows in general but it's interesting that when we see this setup we don't really see like a man as the main dater or like even a mask presenting person it's always like a, fem- a very feminine woman. And I would like to see like a pansexual dating show. Like if they continue with this show for future seasons, I hope when we get more representation with different genders and sexualities and more conversations about it. But I also hope that the main person that they're pursuing, we get more diversity there because I think that would be really interesting to see.
1: And it's, it's annoying because we get a feminine presenting lead because bisexuality and pansexuality are mm-hmm. more palatable in somebody who's a feminine presenting person. Mm-hmm. And that is fucked up because it basically mm-hmm. says men are okay with competing with women because they don't really actually see them, see them as a threat, but women, I guess, wouldn't be okay with a competing with other men and for a, for a man, but also like, I don't think that men who are bisexual are as accepted because women aren't turned on by two, like as a general rule, it's not like catering towards some like quote unquote female gaze to have two men together the way that Mm-hmm. Lesbian has been marketed to men as sexy. Women aren't like here's two men; it's sexy, and you can be involved. It's not the same straight narrative. That's like obviously really harmful. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine. How, I would love to see how this would go down, just from an ex- and obviously, so experience many queer people standpoint. would be into it. Like queer it's not people even like would, it's- but you can't do what you did on this show and bring a bunch of straight women. Mm -hmm. And then queer men. Honestly, sign me the fuck up for that show. (laughs) But if you have a bunch of straight women, a bunch of gay men, and then a bi guy lead, I'm not sure how well that's going for those women. They're not going to be as open in my head. I guess I don't. To dating a bi guy,
0: I feel like they'd have to find obviously find women who are, but like not all of the men were straight. Like Brian was bi, or I don't know how you identified, but he was Brian only was one. I know, but we could have like more of that. I think they just like yeah. made it very limited. And I did want to talk more about Brian because I think mm-hmm. it was like unfair that he, because he's a bit more feminine than the other guys, people were like, oh, he's not here for the right reasons. He's just here to be on TV. He doesn't really like her, blah, blah. Like, and she kind of had that same perspective too. And he was yeah. worried about being friend zoned and it's kind of what happened. And it, Maybe he wasn't, like, putting himself out there as much as the other guys, but it just, like, sucked because that just illustrated that, like, if a queer guy is there competing, he must just be there for attention and isn't really into that person. So I think it, like, could have, like, informed a bigger conversation about bisexuality and pansexuality and attraction and uh, presentation and just everything. and. We're, we're just lacking all of that. And I don't know if it's because of the budget, because they didn't have enough queer people making it. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like it could yeah. have gone a lot further.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just to bring it back around to that budget conversation, just as a last thought, as somebody who is editing podcasts on a weekly basis for us, and it has a video, shout out to our Patreon. They really, on this show, lack transitions. Like the show just starts- there's no like, welcome to love always. It's just like, all of a sudden it's Lexi talking to somebody and I'm like, whoa, where is the last time on? Or I don't know. It's just like, all of a sudden it's just on and I'm like, oh, okay, we're in it. And then like, all of a sudden it just ends. Like all of a sudden it's just like, there's ne- it doesn't even say like a voiceover of like mm-hmm. next time it's just next time is on the screen and it's just it goes from like whatever scene to just literally like no not even a fade to black or something all of yeah. a sudden it's just onto the next thing and I'm like whoa what what I looked away <laughs> for one second now it's over when are you yeah. going to let me know yeah
0: I ha- okay I had that same exact reaction I didn't really because I'm not doing the editing I didn't put two and two together that that was why but now that you say that I am picking up on that and like have the cast members do the voiceover. Like, you don't have to hire someone to be the voice. Like, I don't think it would the be coaches. that hard. They have mics. coaches, Yeah. Like, coaches. Yeah, yeah. It's, I wonder how much they're
1: paying them to be there that they're like, no, we can't <laughs> pay any extra. They can't say previously on, love always. Right. And then and reuse next it. time on, love always. Literally, Paramount, you can take that from me. You can take that. Please put it into the show, please. <laughs> And I think
0: that's where we're going to end this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So please follow us on Patreon to see the beautiful editing that I do wonderfully all the time on <laughs> all of our episodes and bonus content. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com Sapphic Survival Guide. Follow us everywhere at Sapphic Survival Guide on social media, except for Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. And you can follow me anywhere at The Lieber Gina, including my website, ThelieberGina.com.
0: And you can find me, Cheyenne at Hot Nespian, on pretty much any social media platform. Make sure to come back and listen to part two.